Hi, I'm Luann Botta. And I'm Marianne Crum. You know, lots of things may be in short supply these days, but hope doesn't have to be one of them. Join us for the next 30 minutes or so, and we'll remind you how you can live with unquenchable hope. Hi, everybody. Before I introduce the subject that we're going to tackle next, I just thought I would mention to you, some of you may be aware of this, that we have a Facebook page for the podcast. Yes, we do. So all you have to do is do a search for Unquenchable Hope, and we would love to hear from you. If you're being blessed by this or encouraged by this, we would love to know, or if you're just listening. You know, what's nice about that, it's encouraging, number one. Mm-hmm. But we want to know that you're out there, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and also if you have topics that you would like us to tackle, we yeah. would certainly love that kind of input. input. That would be great. And also it was kind of neat this week that it seemed like the Lord put on Luann's heart and my heart separately Yes, that we need to be posting on there more things like excerpts from the book's that we have or scriptures yes. or things the Lord gives us. Just encouraging things. To- Up till now, the Unquenchable <coughs> Hope page is just the podcast. We put them on there so it's an easy way to get to it. But we're going to maybe try to expand that a little bit. Yes, I yeah. think it's a great idea. So, and if you're not on it'll Facebook, be fun. and some people aren't on Facebook, <coughs> oh, you can always mm-hmm. contact us through our email addresses, Yeah, which are... In the show notes, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, I'm not sure what the other apps do. Yes, I know. Uh, as far sure. as the show notes, yeah. Our uh, email addresses are just our names at gmail.com. Gmail. Now, let me get into what we're going to be talking about next. <laughs> if you've been listening for a while, you've probably heard me say that one of my goals that I may or may not ever reach in my life is I would love to write something that's fiction. For my entire life, I have not been able to write fiction, and writing is what I did for years and years as a job, but it was always journalism kind of stuff, and so I just can't make believe. It's like that part of my brain didn't develop or something, but I wish I could. I wish I could write a novel or something. When my granddaughters asked me to play make-believe, that's like the most stressful thing. I think I'm so bad at it. So bad. But I'm going to attempt and ask you to make believe with me for just a minute. I can go this far. I don't know what she's doing, so okay. Yeah, I know. You never know. This is just a, a little scenario to help us understand the subject that we're going to be doing. Okay, so just imagine that some handsome guy came up to me and my husband, Joe, and got all up in Joe's face and said to him, I'm going to steal your wife. I'm going to whine her, and I'm going to dine her, and she is going to so leave you for me. <laughs> Okay, so then just imagine that Joe's response to that was, yeah, okay, (laughs) go for it. If you want her, you can have her. How would that make me feel? It would be terrible. I would be so hurt and angry Yes, that Joe did not get jealous. Yeah. In the same way, on a much higher plane, that's good. We are going to talk about God being a jealous God. That's good. Initially, most people's response to that is <laughs> a negative one. We think of jealousy yeah. as being a bad thing, a bad thing, because yeah. there are lots of scriptures where we're told not to be jealous. <laughs> yes. 
In Exodus, I think is the first time that this truth is talked about. In Exodus 20 verses 4 and 5, it says, You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Yes. And Luann had said something just kind of offhand a week or two ago when we first were talking about doing this subject. She thought she remembered that Oprah yes, I g- do remember. got derailed by this yes. whole thing. So yes. I, I Googled it and found an article by a guy who's a professor at the Southern Baptist Seminary, and he wrote about this whole thing with Oprah. And so I want to read you a quote Mm. from that. It explains how she moved from a normal Christian theology to it just went new age. It derailed. Yeah, it kind of went off the rails. Yeah, it did. So here's the quote: In the seven-minute YouTube video, the Church of Oprah exposed. Oprah Winfrey reports that her impatience with rules, belief systems, and doctrines began when she, in her late 20s, heard a Baptist pastor say that God was jealous. And you think about the ramifications mm. of that, because she didn't really take the time to understand what does that yes, mean? Correct. It completely derailed her faith. And mm. how many people has she led astray? Yes. Because she didn't understand what it meant. She took it at the human point and not what God truly meant. Right. When he so said that. questions for Luann. Okay, well, here we All go. Right. Here's the first one. <laughs> okay. How is God being a jealous God related to our having hope? Since that's the point of our podcast. Yes, great question. You know what? It's so good because studying this mm-hmm. the last couple of days to be ready to do this, there are so many great scriptures that I found. In Hebrew, the word jealous is, it's spelled Q-A-N-N-A. So I don't know how you say yeah. that. Okay. But- it not only means jealous, but also zealous as in caring passionately. Mm. So when you talk about God being a jealous God, he is passionate for us. Just that illustration I gave about Joe. If he yes. said to that guy, oh, no, I don't care. Uh, Go no, ahead. No, no. I mean, that would show a tremendous lack of passion on his Correct, part. on his part. So what it's saying is God being a jealous God, we should be very excited about that because he will defend. It's an unselfish love. His jealousy comes from a loving, unselfish concern for those under his care. Mm-hmm. So that's the jealous God. You want him to be jealous yeah. for you. If he were just apathetic <laughs> about his children, if you ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life and yes. you believe he died yes. for your sins and you are in God's family, yes, then he is going to be jealous for you if you go after other gods. Gods, yes. That's where I believe he comes in and starts to pull us away from those things will pull us from him and from the blessings and the best life that he's offered us. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of jealousy I see it in, is that. When I was looking at these verses in Exodus, like <clears throat> when God first announced that he was a, a jealous God, first described himself that yeah. way, I already read the one from Exodus 20, but in Exodus 34, God tells Moses again that mm-hmm. he's a jealous God. Mm-hmm. He's trying to make a point here, I think. Yes. And to me, these verses really reveal a lot about God's motives and yes. his character. It says, Be careful that you do not make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land into which you are going. So this is during the Exodus when they're yeah. on their way to the promised land. Yeah. He says, Or it will become a snare in your midst. Oh. 
but rather you are to tear down their altars and smash their memorial stones and cut down their Asherim. For you shall not worship any other God because the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. That little phrase, it will become a snare in your Mm -hmm. midst. It's always for our good. Yes. And benefit. And benefit. Yeah. Yeah, that's very strong. Yes. There were two things that occurred to me about core beliefs that if we don't grasp, then we may get tripped up on this whole idea of God being jealous. Mm -hmm. All right. And the first one is that we are created for God. Yes. That's why he made us. If you go back to the reason, why am I here? Mm -hmm. And the Bible says we're here for his pleasure. Yes. And when we deny that and we live for our own pleasure... Mm or run after false gods, then we are really missing God's highest purpose for our lives, Mm -hmm. which is one reason he gets jealous for us. That's exactly no, you're missing it. You're going after something that's not going to fulfill you. Yes. And then the second core belief that we have to believe is that he always wants what's best for us. Yeah. If we believe the lies of the enemy, that Mm -hmm. God is just a killjoy, which is what he came to Adam and Eve with in the garden. That's the lie that started this whole mess. But if we accept and really get that down in our hearts that I'm here for him and he always wants what's best for me, then he knows if we're on a bad path, he needs to do something. That's right. To pull us back. I think we all could relate to that jealousy because we've all watched his hand pull us back in. Mm -hmm. I think what resonates with me too is our hobbies or Mm -hmm. the things that we do, our time. He's jealous for those things. Yes. I don't think I have read more, and maybe because it's the beginning of a new year, more posts on Facebook encouraging that time with the Lord. He's jealous for that time Mm -hmm. between us and him. He waits for it. He can't wait to get there with us. Mm -hmm. And we won't get out of bed or we won't do this or we won't do it or whatever our excuse is. But he's such a jealous God. He just wants to spend that time. Mm -hmm. He's wanting that relationship. And so sometimes we allow, I have done this and he's put the biggest spotlight on this. I think my concern about things I haven't placed in his hands, I'm trying to figure them out. Mm -hmm. And I think he gets jealous for that too and says, Lou, can you just settle down? I'm here. I'm this jealous God for you, and I can take care of this Mm -hmm. if you can just settle down. So have you ever experienced that when you don't prioritize that time with Him, you're just frustrated like all day long? If you're a morning time with the Lord, that's how I am. I need to do it in the morning. First thing. Mm-hmm. to get my head on straight. If I don't do it, I get partway in my day and things are just frustrating. Yeah, frustrating. Or my attitude yes. about them is just mm-hmm. not right. Mm-hmm. It's not a legalistic thing, but I have a healthy fear about missing that time. Yeah. Because I know every single day I need to just start my day with getting my attitude right yes. and my perspective. No, no, that's really good. They, and you're right. It's not, you have to do it in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's not a formula. It's not anything like that. It's spending time with somebody. It's Mm -hmm. spending time with the Lord. If we don't spend time, how do you know? How do you communicate if you're not spending time? Now, I know life can be busy, and some people can do this in their car. Some people can do this in the shower. Some people can have their quiet time when they're putting their makeup on Mm -hmm. at nighttime. And some of us do it early morning. My most fruitful time in my life was because of my quiet time. It's not a legalistic thing, mm-hmm. and it's also not a burden, because once you get it going, you can't wait to be there. 
Well, yes, that taste and see yes, that the Lord is yes, good. Yeah, that's it, our tasting time. Yeah, so I think it's his <laughs> it's his jealousy for us to spend time with us. I found a really cool quote, and it's from the website of a church that I haven't heard of. It's called Stonebridge Church. I don't know where that is or even who wrote it, but this is a great quote that was on their website. Mm. And I think it kind of reveals to us that God is an emotional... Oh. He has emotions, yes. Yes, he has emotions. Okay, sure. Let me just read this. Okay. It says, God is an emotional being. He experiences within the depths of his being genuine affections. The Bible is replete with references to divine joy, mercy, love, compassion, kindness, hatred, just to mention a few. But what about jealousy? Well, the fact that we balk at the suggestion that God might be truly jealous indicates that we have a weak, insipid view of the divine nature. At the very core of his being, in the center of his personality, is an inextinguishable blaze of immeasurable love called jealousy. Who was that? It's just on a church website called Stonebridge Church. Nice. But yes, it's true. We don't always think about the heart of God, Mm -hmm. what we're doing to his heart when we go after other things to the exclusion of him. Yes. And I think we can see it in Jesus. He showed anger. He wept. Mm -hmm. He had joy and enjoyed his disciples and all that kind of thing. So you can see that emotion that was in Christ as well. Yeah. So absolutely. Yesterday and then again this morning, I felt like God kept directing me toward the book of Hosea. Mm. And if you have never read that, I would heartily encourage you to do it. Yes, he was an Old Testament prophet, and sometimes we get intimidated by that. But he was called to marry a prostitute. Yes. This is a prophet and a prostitute. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talk about your unlikely couples. They would have never (laughs) matched on (laughs) eHarmony. But that's what God told him to do. And she kept leaving him. It was a picture of what God's people had done. They'd wandered back to their other lovers. Mm -hmm. And so the whole thing is kind of an analogy or a metaphor, I guess is a better word for how we can stray from God as his people. And the neatest thing, I think, is reading it with an eye towards, what does this show me about the heart of God? Right. This one little passage I was going to read from Hosea 2. This is God speaking through Hosea, okay? says, For their mother has played the harlot. For she said, I will go after my lovers, who give me my bread and my water, my wool and my flax, my oil and my drink. Therefore, behold, I will hedge up her way with thorns, and I will build a wall against her so that she cannot find her paths. She will pursue her lovers, but she will not overtake them, and she will seek them, but will not find them. Mm. Then she will say, I will go back to my first husband, for it was better for me then than now." Wow. Yeah, and that's that picture of God's passion to go after us. That verse about how he's going to hedge up our way with thorns. When I don't spend time with him or my schedule gets all wonky on a vacation or something Mm -hmm. and I find that I'm just missing those times, I feel like I'm just frustrated. Yes. I don't know. Something's missing. And again, I think... That's the thorns. Well, yes. And I think using Hosea, what an analogy. I mean, Mm -hmm. God is so cool. To use a story like that. Yeah. I mean, you got to give Hosea a lot of credit. Oh, yeah. I said, cool for us to read about. <laughs> not so cool if you're Hosea. <laughs> Incredible obedience to ask know, to marry kept, a harlot. And he kept bringing her back. Book Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. It is the story of Hosea. 
Yeah, set in a different set in a different yeah. time. And it's that whole concept of he kept going after her and going after her because of his passion for her, because he didn't want her living like that. That's exactly the jealousy that God has for us. Exactly. Back, back in Exodus, when he said, it'll be a snare to you. Yes. That's what was happening. Yes. Another passage in another chapter of Hosea was talking about how we also can just become complacent and ignore the Lord. When things are good, it's easy to just, eh, well. And so in Hosea 13, verses 4 through 6, it says, Yet I have been the Lord your God since the land of Egypt, and you are not to know any God except me, for there is no Savior besides me. I cared for you in the wilderness, in the land of drought. But as they had their pasture, they became satisfied. And as they became satisfied, their heart became proud. Therefore, they forgot me. So that's another way that we can provoke God's jealousy is to just forget about him, forget to be thankful. It really stirred me. That's a great scripture. I haven't read that in quite a long time. Mm. Can you see it's God's his heart. heart in there? He's like, yes. I brought you all the way here, yes. and now you forgot me? Yeah. And yeah. That's just because things are good. And it's not that God needs no, us. No, 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 no. no. It's yes. that He wants us, and we were created for relationship with Him. Yes. That so, was the biggest we reason. Don't, we don't have anything <laughs> He needs, Yeah, but it doesn't mean that He doesn't feel pain when we ignore Him or we put other gods before him. Yeah. Little little G gods. Yeah. So I think the hope in this beginning part of this is he'll come running after you and he'll give you those pangs or those pings when he you know, pings, pings, pings and pangs. <laughs> She's got the pings and pangs. <laughs> when he's saying, come on, come back, come back. You feel the emptiness. Yeah. I'm sorry. If you have had a relationship with Christ, you're not spending as much time, you feel the emptiness. Yes. You know something is missing. And it takes literally one second to get in front of his presence again. Yeah, that's right. A beginning of the year, many people have done fasts, you know, given the beginning of the year to God and all of those kind of things. And we can do all of that Mm -hmm. and then forget them. You know what I mean? We can do all that and then forget them. And then we can do that and then forget them. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a resolution. I'm not into New Year's resolutions. I don't make them, but I do make commitments to the Lord. Uh Uh-huh that I don't want to break. And then when you do break them, you got to be very careful of, of the enemy of our soul who would say how he has spoken to me so many times. You're not committed. You know, all mm-hmm. those condemning thoughts. Mm-hmm. You missed that time with him today. Oh, just constant. You know, you just tell him to shut up <laughs> and you can easily, if you're driving your car and you hear those condemning thoughts, you start to sing and worship or you say, Father, forgive me. I missed this morning. I missed a couple of days and forgive me. And I come right back to you. Yeah. Bing, and there's your bang. <laughs> yeah, there's your bang. And just ask him, I'm sorry that I provoked your jealousy. I know I yeah, hurt that's a, you. Oh, yeah, I provoked you uh, to jealousy because I wasn't here. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to yell. Yeah. But that is so good. Right. But yes. I, Hosea is a great illustration that, like you said, at any point when we come back, he welcomes us. Yeah. Just like the prodigal yeah. son. Oh, dear But Lord. just like Gomer the prostitute. And, yeah. I mean... Seriously, if you start out life with the name of Gomer, what chance do you have? <laughs> she, she had a huge handicap from the beginning. <laughs> but, but, you know, the, he just kept going back and going back. And that was God's yes. picture to Israel yes. that I will keep coming to get you. You are mine. Yes. Yeah. yes. And so between his story and the prodigal, come on. That is, again, the Lord saying, I'm going to stir that young man till he wants to come home. He's eaten pig slob. 
And it says he came into his right mind or something like Mm -hmm. that. And I'm going to stir him enough to say, I need to go home. Our home is in God, in Christ. So I need to go home. Mm -hmm. I need to come back to the Lord. I need to up my game in him. And I love when you said provoked because I had written this down here too. Psalm 78, 58. It says, for they provoked him to anger with their high places. They moved him to jealousy with their idols. So we provoke him and we move him to that jealousy. I love what you just said. I need to start saying, I'm sorry for provoking you to jealousy. That is a good thing to say. That quote I read, God is an emotional being. We are made in his image. That's why we have emotions. His are all perfect. Yes. And his motives are always perfect. Yes. And and ours are not. And it's like, well, it's like if a friend stirs anger in you. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're dealing with anger for a couple of days because they stirred so much anger in you. But when they've come back and said, I am sorry, I provoked you to anger, it just goes away. And so it's the same thing if that's how we're going to be relating to our father. I thought of another silly, perhaps, (laughs) (laughs) illustration. But when we say that we are followers of Christ, but we don't live that out. We're constantly putting other things ahead of him. And I think in the next episode, we'll talk more specifically about some of those things that we can put ahead of God yes. and what that looks like, because obviously we have to live our lives. Correct. We're yes. not sitting with our Bible for <laughs> all of our waking hours. Yeah. When we have idols in our hearts, it's kind of like this. So we'll say that or we're a woman and we're in love with this guy. Mm-hmm. All right. And so we say to him, oh. I love you. And then he responds like this. I love you too, but there are a few things I think I love a little bit more, like my dog and my big screen TV and my car and my recliner with a cup holder in it and NASCAR and my collection of Star Wars figures. And he just goes on and on and on (laughs) and on and on. on. Devastating, right? But in essence... That is the position we're putting God in. Very much so. When we say, I love we you. love you, but, but... That whole scenario died after that guy said, but. But. Yeah. yeah. Then it just is like, okay, that he love doesn't you, run, but. but. No, and really, good. a lot of people are afraid to <clears throat> be all in. Yes. Uh, as Christ followers, because of that but. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to go to Africa, or I don't want to, whatever it is, I don't want to yes. look weird. Yes. I, yes. I don't I don't want to be an outcast. I don't want people to make fun of me. I don't want to seem narrow or yeah. all those things that go You know, it's our almost mind. like no, that's right. But I think it's also compares to when I'm going to bring up Abraham again, but when he was <laughs> asked to um sacrifice his son, mm-hmm. there was no but. There was no but. He got up, he early, just got up early in to the do morning it. and took this guys with him and said we're going to go and yeah. he didn't tell Sarah because there would have been a problem. <laughs> He didn't tell her. He just took his son. Well, it would have been hard. But there was trust in his heart to say, if I do this, God's going to bring us back. So I don't know how he's going to do it. And Uh I think it's anything in our lives. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know you're going to do it. That prevents God, I love you, but is when we're that sure of him. And I think we can get that sure of him when we trust his love. And it's almost like as soon as we say that word, but then it is going to provoke his jealousy because mm-hmm. anything that comes after that is a lesser thing. Yeah. 
Well, we've done the introduction, <laughs> yeah. and next time we will go into a little bit more specifics, yes. what this means in our everyday lives. And so. what sh- is human love compared to yes, godly that's love. That's right. Luan looked up some jealousy, stuff about yes. that, so we'll talk about that next yep. time. Hope you're with us. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. If this podcast encouraged you, it might encourage someone else too, so please share it and share some hope.